boy. Movies. Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your wacky, silly, jokey big boys, Matt <laughs> Beebe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm another funny one. Oh. John. That wasn't very funny. Fuck. Much redo like the it. Joker isn't funny. You want me to redo it? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I'm the Joker. Oh. This is a society. <laughs> this is a society in which we live. Yes, it is. And we are the Jokers. Yeah, we're the, the two Joker Jokers. Podcast. The Big Joker Podcast. Yeah. Um, we have Todd Phillips on today. Yeah, hi, I'm Todd Phillips. Uh, I just, I'm really excited to talk about my film, finally a podcast about serious movies. Uh, it, Todd, wait, can you go uh, get us some LaCroix from the kitchen? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, right, it, cool, I mean yeah. I'm mean, i kind of the guest, okay. so yeah, it's weird that you would ask. All right, okay, here, here, I, go. here I go. Here I go. We shut the door on him. Yeah, suck Lock it, Todd Phillips. See you, Todd. <laughs> hey, wow, he sounds a lot like the guy on the roof the other week. <laughs> yeah, he has got like the same voice. Is he, he, did he just call us libtards? He might have. He's, he's <laughs> slipped a note under the door that just says woke culture on it. <laughs> wow. Huh. Well. <laughs> That's the, all right. Well, Todd, we're not letting you back in. Sorry, uh. <laughs> Sorry about that, Todd, but we, we got we got a real discussion to have. Yeah, if me if if Todd Phillips was in this room, me and BB wouldn't be we, we wouldn't be raw. Oh unfiltered. yeah, filtered. We had we are known for being the rawest, <laughs> most unfiltered podcast on the internet. Oh yeah, hosted by us. Yeah, hosted by us and not Todd Phillips. Yeah, we kicked Todd Phillips off. Yeah, he's being too woke <laughs> or not woke enough. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell, much like the movie The Joker, in which you can't tell the ideology. But we'll get there. Yeah, we first always talk about the movies we've watched this past week that weren't the main movie that we mm-hmm. both watched and are going to talk about. And mm-hmm. this is the title of this episode. And yeah. Yeah. That's what we do every yeah, week. Every single week. And sometimes we have some some wacky... Uh, some wacky segments. Unfortunately, I'm not quoting a bad movie. That's fine. We, those will I come didn't see, as I they didn't go. See it. I yeah. didn't see a bad movie. I'm letting it happen naturally. Yeah, it's got to come to you. Let's go chronological order again. Okay. How many movies did you see besides Joker? I saw <coughs> zero movies. <laughs> I have had a really busy work week, and I didn't have time to watch any extra movies besides Joker. I'm sorry. So instead, I'm going to take this time to say, everyone, subscribe to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh, no. Sign up for Disney+. Plus. We're not even getting paid for this, Phoebe. No, I mean, kind of. <laughs> you are. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well, Disney+, Plus. it's got all your favorite. I'm going to You want to watch the Lizzie McGuire movie? You want to watch uh, the Brave Little Toaster Come check out Disney Plus. All right. So any movie that I talk about on this podcast that isn't on Disney Plus, you're just going to say, that's a bad movie. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. That's how criticism works. If you didn't know, (laughs) I only say good things if I'm paid to. (laughs) That movie's on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't sound like Amazon Plus. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't sound like Disney Prime. (laughs) Sign up for Disney Plus. Disney Prime. Get free shipping on Disney merch. Disney Prime. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I watched movies. Tell I, me about them. This weekend, I went to Indianapolis. Our week, I went to Indianapolis to visit a friend, a mm. girlfriend. A girlfriend? Yeah. I don't think those are allowed. They are. Uh, maybe we're more than friends. I, I won't spoil that. That'll be... <laughs> that's, we'll, yeah. We'll figure out no, the that's, uh, that's its own episode <laughs> yeah, where we exactly. 
check out the John George the Fourth romance, the movie. Yeah, <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Um, and we watched The Edge of Seventeen together, which is a rewatch for me. Okay. I have watched it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on Netflix, maybe something. <laughs> it was Hulu? maybe on Netflix. Hulu, Netflix I'll tell you something. what, it wasn't on uh, Disney Plus. No, definitely was not on Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus would be like, this is a bit too edgy for me. Mm. Girls well, can't. it is the Edge of Seventeen. <laughs> yeah. So she has sex and says the word blowjob. Whoa, that is edgy. Yeah, the edgy of seventeen. Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> um, this movie's good. Four stars. Have you heard of this movie? I have heard of this movie. I was really wondering if you were going to go on beyond this movie's good. I gave it four and a half stars the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the hype train. Mm. It also has Haley Lou Richardson in it. Oh, my favorite Haley. I like Haley Lou Richardson. She's a good actress. This was the first movie I saw with her in it. It has Haley Steinfeld in it. Two Haley's? It has Blake Jenner in it. And Blake Jenner? It has Woody Harrelson in it. That guy's cool. Yeah, so it's just an all-star cast. And they're all super edgy. Oh, yeah, and they're very edgy in this movie. Um, Yeah, watch this movie if you haven't. It's a great high school coming-of-age movie. Yeah, much like High School Musical streaming on Disney+. Plus. So I'm just going to say the movies I have seen, and you're going to... I'll give you a, a better analog movie <laughs> to plus it up with. So if you can, if you don't want to watch Edge of 17, watch High School Musical. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, well, absolutely. They're completely different. Um, I guess they both take place in high school. Yeah, that's, that's the it. same movie then. Okay. Um, next, I watch Joker, which we'll talk about later. Um, then today, actually, the next two movies I watched today on an airplane. I've been up for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, actually I took a nap in the middle of the day, so I guess that doesn't count. But first I watched Logan Lucky. These Logans are so lucky. Oh man, I was really hoping you would stop at Logan. (laughs) (laughs) I watched Logan. Yeah, Logan. Logan Lucky is the sequel. Oh um, yeah. (laughs) Without Wolverine in it. Weird (laughs) avant-garde sequel. It was just 90 (laughs) minutes of a tombstone. Yeah. Um, spoilers, dude. Have you heard of this movie? Uh... I have seen half of this movie. Mm. Uh, I watched it at some point and then got distracted and stopped watching it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I like this movie way more than I thought it was going to. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer and being hyped up for it because I really wanted to see Daniel Craig doing a a wacky southern accent. Uh, And then it just couldn't really grip me. Oh, all their southern accents are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And Daniel Craig plays, of course, Joe Bang. The best guy in the movie. Yeah. Joe Bang. Joe Bang. And Channing Tatum does a great Southern accent. Adam Driver does. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that was Seth MacFarlane. I was like, is that Seth (laughs) MacFarlane? Does he come in as like a cartoon dog? No, he plays like this guy named Max who's like, just the biggest douche in this entire film. And I was like, that looks a lot like Seth MacFarlane. Um, But yeah, this was, uh, oh, Sebastian Stans in this movie too. Whoa, what? As Dayton White. The Winter Soldier? Oh, he was, um, yeah, he was the driver. I remember this. Okay. Um, yeah, this movie's good. If you like heist movies, if you've seen Ocean's Eleven, it's the same director. Um, and I think it's good. And it's fun. Yeah, it's if a you fun like, little flick. If you like Southern action, or Southern action, Southern <laughs> accents, and Adam Driver with only one arm, yeah, uh, it's the movie for you. Yeah. Now, so, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This could be the first 
of the one-armed Adam Driver movies, depending on how the next Star Wars movie ends. Oh boy, maybe the next Star Wars movie will be the it's prequel. The prequel, the that's Logan how he Lucky. lost his arm. Yeah. I mean, in the movie, he mentions it's from war. So, a uh, Star War. They do mention Iraq. So maybe Star yeah. Wars well, ends in Iraq. St- yeah, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine: <laughs> Invasion of Iraq. <laughs> George, it's like after nine eleven, and George was just like, "What's going on? We gotta get into Iraq and find the nuclear weapons." <laughs> Who is? Where are all these Star Wars? Ray is there, like, yeah. <laughs> We gotta go to Iraq, everyone. <laughs> oh my God. It's just such a weird political st- statement. Wow, J.J. Abrams was—I uh, don't know what he was thinking <laughs> he with that really, one. Really, really liked George Bush's move. There. He just—he was like, "Well, I—I I really wanted to do a, uh, a historical uh, piece of fiction, but I was." I already agreed to do Star Wars, so I figured, like, might as well just do both, you know? <laughs> Ray is just so excited. Like, yeah, let's get those yeah, Iraqis. Yeah, she's, like, borderline racist about it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I want to root for her anymore. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you got those, like, people who are still rooting for her. They're like, yeah, yeah. Ray. Yeah. Yeah, I like Star Wars now. <laughs> it's good now. <laughs> Star Wars is great. Oh yeah, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and a long time ago means like two thousand one. So they do a flashback to to Darth Vader doing nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, now I don't know if he should have been redeemed in Episode Six. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I guess destroying Alderaan was kind of Darth Vader's nine eleven. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagined Ryan Johnson. That was his next movie. His next movie <laughs> in Star Wars. Oh, man. <laughs> well, keep an eye out for that one this December. That's That'll go into our official predictions for episode nine. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, Logan Lucky, four stars I gave it. Awesome. And then I watched The, the Rocket Man, John Elton. Um. This guy likes to get drunk. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, this guy's so frat. This yeah. is sick. And the whole movie's about how he's like super sick and does keg stands and like has a great time getting <laughs> drunk, right? It's like old school, directed by Todd Phillips. What? Yeah, old school's directed by Todd <laughs> oh, Phillips. Oh, I thought you said meant the movie itself was old school. It's no, 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 no. The mm. movie old school. Todd, starring... you did a movie called Old School? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Todd. Yeah, Will Ferrell does a kick stand in that movie. Oh, wow. So, um, no, Rocket Man was directed by Dexter Fletcher, um, who also who also directed Eddie the Eagle, um, the movie about the skiing guy. And oh, I remember seeing something. Like he that. is to direct Sherlock Holmes three. <gasps> Sherlock Holmes three, the Sherlockening. Yeah. Um, I liked Rocket Man better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. I think most people felt that way. I did not like Bohemian Rhapsody that much, so that means I yeah. didn't like Rocket Man well, that much just still. But... Unfortunate because they like just didn't have a director for Bohemian Rhapsody. Did they not? Then there's no there's no director for that movie. Oh really? It was, it was directed by Brian Singer. Oh. So they took his name off the movie. Oh. We're not yeah, yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, when you have a movie with no director, how are you supposed to win the Oscar? Yeah, 
for best director. Well, they clearly had an editor for that movie. <laughs> There's no way you can say that movie wasn't edited. <laughs> it, was, it was probably the most edited yeah. movie ever. <laughs> it definitely should if they're judging the Oscar for editing by most editing, then yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> definitely takes it. It was nominated for best editing, it, wasn't it? Didn't it win best editing? I'm pretty sure it oh, did. Oh, God. I'm 99% I watched, so, sure I watched a great YouTube video on how horrible the editing yeah. is in that movie. Um, but yeah, Rocketman was a little better because I think the main thing it had going for him is it was like a musical. So they like mm-hmm. took, they took John Elton's song or Elton John, John Elton. John Elton. <laughs> they took Elton John's songs and they were like, let's do a musical number to him. And I liked that part of it a lot more, but mm-hmm. it was just like a classic biopic. Also, John or Elton John produced this movie. So obviously okay. he had to win in the end. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> that would be great if the whole movie is just like everyone be like, oh, you're so cool, Elton John. Everything you did is awesome. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. And then he like, ends the movie getting a high five from like Obama or something. Yeah, if there was no downfall. Because, of course, every yeah. music biopic has to have a downfall. Mm-hmm. But if, if this one just had no downfall, yeah. it's just him. He just has a great time the whole movie. He's just like getting drunk and yeah. high. And-, and then the movie ends with like a title card that says, this all really happened. <laughs> <laughs> no one's like complaining about how he's an alcoholic they're yeah. like you're so cool for being an alcoholic dude i wish i could drink all the time like you <laughs> oh it's so sick you don't even barf everywhere oh, wow you almost died that's pretty badass oh, dude badass, that's pretty man. sick <laughs> almost dying is badass <laughs> just barely surviving um taron edgerton was good in this movie yeah by the way um bryce dallas howard was in this movie See, this is me just like looking at the. Yeah, you just like discovering the cast like, of these oh movies. <laughs> like, Whoa, oh my God. My favorite Jurassic World person. <laughs> I love Jurassic World. My favorite World. Ron Howard production. <laughs> I love it. I guess he did produce he Bryce Dallas. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. She is a Ron Howard production. <laughs> Do you think that's how he refers to his kids? Yeah. <laughs> a Ron Howard production. <laughs> Before they're born. <laughs> Dallas yeah. Bryce. Or God, I just keep Dallas Bryce Hartford, <laughs> Hartford, <laughs> Hartford, Connecticut. Ron, please. <laughs> okay, those are the movies I saw. Oh wait, Rocketman got three stars. Okay, um, that movie came out this year. That's weird. Um, yeah. So that's on my 2019 ranked mm-hmm. list now. And Pretty keep cool. an eye on Disney Plus for Star Wars Episode Nine: Invasion of Iraq, coming to <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> in 2020 would be my favorite star wars oh 100% i would throw all of my star wars merch in the trash and just completely buy new stuff just based on that movie darth vader did 9-11 (laughs) t-shirt could you imagine someone wearing that shirt like no one would know what to think Fader did 9-11. Like, hold on. What is this opinion you have? Is this like social commentary? <laughs> like, is it a joke? I don't understand. What is this opinion you have come up with? Uh, dude, you'll get it in December this year. It's all going to make sense. Fader did 9-11. Like, what? Do oh, you, man. Does that mean you're, I, like, are you disrespecting like, 9-11? Yeah, I'm so is, confused. No, wait. Are, are you mad at Darth Vader for doing 9-11? Or are you, like, trying to spread, like, a conspiracy theory? <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> Episode nine is going to blow your mind. That's <laughs> J.J. Abrams. I would love if the post credit scene for, for Episode 9 was just like the footage of 9-11. And it was just like, what? What is that? News reporter being like, we've gotten word that the attackers were in fact Darth Vader. <laughs> Oh no! JJ <laughs> Abrams comes on screen after he's like, "Yep, that's right. Yep, <laughs> that's right." I told them I wouldn't do this movie unless they let unless they let me have this after credits scene. <laughs> Teasing the next saga, <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, the Middle Eastern saga. <laughs> Oh, it's not even Star. It's just wars. Oh boy, what a disgraceful country! <laughs> all right, all right. Let's. Oh let's, man, let's talk about Joker because there's going to be a lot of content for there this movie because I'm so much to talk about with oh, Joker. There's just going to be so much <clears throat> content, so many reviews I've read that I want to read. Oh yeah, so many, so many opinions I have about this film. I mean. This is the this might be the best episode we've ever had. This is going to be a very opinionated episode. Whereas yeah. last week we were just like, yeah, Terminator 2 was good. And we just sort of talked about the <laughs> just, things we liked. Oh, like, yeah, that's a good movie. There's just so much to talk about with Joker. Like it's it's especially because it's so hot. I'm gonna say most of the things I say are going to be because I'm pissed. <laughs> You're pissed. That people like it. <laughs> yeah, my I like I guess we can just jump into it. Do we want to do like general impressions first? Yeah. Uh, so no spoiler stuff for me is I think I liked it. I'm like, here's the deal is that there's so many extenuating outside factors about this movie before even going into the theater that I was already like unsure of how I was going to feel going in. Cause there's obviously like the FBI warning and all this beefed up security. My theater did not beef up security. Uh, so I, that's cool, I guess. Um, but I went opening night. Uh, this is also the first movie we didn't see together. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I Where, went, what theater did you go to? I went to the Grove. Um, oh, nice. Classic so theater. I just, I went to the Grove. I went on opening night by myself, uh, which I really, really wish I hadn't gone on opening night. I think my opinion of the movie might even be different if I hadn't, Yeah, which is a bad thing to say. I'm going to try not to let that affect my thing. But basically I get in there and there aren't too many people in the theater. And I was only there like 10 minutes before the movie was about to start. And then like, as the movie's starting, all these people start coming in and I'm eyeing all of them like a hawk because I'm like, one of y'all's got like a gun or a bomb or something <laughs> and I don't want to die watching yeah. Joker. Please. So <laughs> better like, movie at least. And then like in walk the greasiest teens I have ever seen in my life. Ew. These are like the nastiest teens I've ever witnessed. They sit in the front row, like two rows in front of me. And after the movie starts, they start passing around a blunt and taking <laughs> hits off the blunt. And I was like, and then like in the movie they would like take video on their phones for their Instagram story. Of them hitting a blunt? Like, the- no, no, of the screen. <laughs> like, every time the Joker was doing something jokery, they'd it's like... the Joker. I'm like, these are the worst teens. <laughs> and here's the thing, like, they were smoking a blunt because I'm like, all right, so they're not going to kill me. Yeah. Um, And so, like, at certain points in the movie, essentially, when Joker does a violent act, I would sort of, like, be, like, get kind of nervous because, yeah. like, the thing is, usually... I'm a kind of paranoid person. So a lot of times I go see movies, there's just that little thought in the back of my head. That's like, this could be the one where you die. Like someone could shoot you. And usually the movie starts and that goes away and I'm in the movie. But because 
Joker is so uncomfortable and so tense the entire way through, I never calmed down. And so I was just kind of like fidgeting in my seat and looking around. And halfway through the movie, I realized like, these people see this dude who came in by himself, this like young white guy fidgeting and looking around in a seat. They think I'm the shooter. And I was like, shit, there's no winning here. Everyone's fidgeting at you, BB. Yeah. They're like, is that guy going to shoot me yet or what? Yeah. So it was, that was the extenuating factors is like the audience I saw it with was terrible. Like the oh, people next, here. the people next to me were on my phone or on their, not on my phone. <laughs> they stole your phone <laughs> they stole and you're like, fine. They I- were on their phone and they did the thing where they were trying to be subtle about it, but their phone was already at full brightness. So they would pull it out and it would like beam into my yeah, eyeballs and then be like, Oh shit. And like turn off the brightness. Yeah. So there were the smoking teens. There was the people on their phone. There were like people laughing at weird times and so always the whole movie, I was time. just uncomfortable and unhappy. And so part of that was definitely just the theater experience. But I would say another part of that was definitely the movie itself, yeah. which is I would not call a fun watch. <laughs> uh, but overall, like after thinking about the movie a little bit, there were definitely things I liked about it, which means uh, I, I would say I ended a little bit more on the positive side. And I think that's entirely due to Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Absolutely. I think Joaquin Phoenix carried this movie mm-hmm. to the point where if someone lesser had been playing Joker, this movie would have been significantly worse because I think the plot and the writing overall are kind of very shallow. I would call I would give the writing a thumbs down. Yeah. So that that is my very long-winded response to to my general thoughts of Joker. All right. Well, I'll give my theater experience too because mine was pretty shitty. Yeah. Um I mean, I was in the same position. Me and my girlfriend were both very scared. I'm in Indiana. Um which yeah, is a little more of a, a little more of a red state than here, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um so then again, I am in Indianapolis, which is probably the one like yeah, s- the safest part of Indiana. Um so me and my girlfriend are pretty scared the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, they beefed up security. They usually, if I went to a movie in Indiana, there would be no security. But they had, like, the guy, the ticket, the guy who took our tickets was like, yeah, we heard that there was a shooting in our California location, and we've just been beefing up security. That's so wild. Yeah. The fucking Grove movie theater <laughs> had, like, no one, I like, if... It could have been they had like a like undercover police officer because I heard they were mm-hmm. doing that for some screenings. But yeah, like nothing, nothing. I could see when I went and I went like like nine o'clock at night uh, and the theater was packed. So interesting. Yeah. Um, didn't matter the security though. we were still scared. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the worst part of this of the audience was, well, with with movies like Joker or like super serious movies. There's always there's always people who laugh at the weirdest, like mm-hmm. the part that's supposed to be like so serious that you're just like, what is wrong with this person? Yeah. Um, but also the entire second row, like and I'm not talking just a part of the row. Mm-hmm. I'm literally talking like right side to left side. The entire row. Someone decided like three families decided, let's bring all our kids to this movie. Oh, my God. Let's <laughs> bring all yeah, our kids to this rated to, like, R teenager, Joker movie. Yeah. And like, and I'm talking, all these kids were like 10 and under. 
Oh my god! And I was like, "What the fuck are they doing at this movie?" It's definitely they heard it was some kind of Batman movie and just didn't check the rating. Yeah, and the whole time the kids are extremely bored, um, <laughs> which I don't blame them because I was bored for some parts. Yeah, um, and they are legit. At one point, they were running up and down the aisle. These kids. <laughs> oh my god! And the, the lady, like at the end of our row, was like can you please stop like really loudly? Oh my God. <laughs> and then they like ran back to their parents and it's just like, yeah, they, why did you bring these kids to yeah, this movie? Seriously. Especially if they're going to run around the whole yeah, time. They were legit talking and running around the whole time. Um, luckily I didn't care that much. Cause I like halfway through the movie, I was just like, I don't think I'm going to like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I my general thoughts. Um, it was shot really well, looked really good too, mm-hmm. as to go along with the Joaquin Phoenix because Joaquin Phoenix carries the puck out of this film. Oh, it's yeah. insane how mm-hmm. much he does. It he deserves. He's probably going to win Best Actor. I could see yeah getting at least a nomination for this. Yeah, I definitely think at least a nom. Mm-hmm. Um, he was so good in it, but yeah. Joaquin's so good in everything. That guy's yeah, he's a good actor. I mean, he's the kind of guy who only does stuff if. He like thinks he can kill it, yeah. Um, which is, you know, we're probably not going to get another perf- Joker performance from him too. So he mm-hmm. was going all out on this one. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But general thoughts was the first two acts. I would say I did not enjoy at all. Mm. The last act I enjoyed. Yeah, I actually liked the last act. Yep, of the movie. Um, but the first two acts felt like generic origin story stuff that I was just like. Yeah, yep. this is what I thought was gonna it was gonna be. Yeah, so I guess we could probably jump into spoilers now. You think we've we've gotten enough of that out of the way? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's any other non spoiler stuff I can think of? Uh, uh, it's it, just hard to talk about without going into spoilers. Yeah, I'd say so too. Basically, yeah, just basically didn't like the first two acts. Like the last act, it's yeah, it was a fine move. It, it's overhyped. Yeah, the thing is, here's before we get into spoilers. The one thing I would say is the New York Times review of this movie is like really negative. It's really scathing. But the thesis statement I agree with in that they say the Joker movie isn't interesting enough to be controversial. Like there's all this controversy about this movie. And at the end of the day, it's not really even worth talking about in a sense of controversy because it's kind of nothing ultimately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now we're going to jump into spoilers, pause the podcast, get in your seat, enjoy a popcorn, uh, enjoy the smell of weed as those greasy <laughs> teens smoke two rows in front of you. Look out for gunmen. Yeah. Keep, <laughs> keep your uh, head low. That's dark. Oh, well, if you unpause make it out, it. <laughs> unpause the podcast and uh, join us in spoiler town. All right. Spoiler um, town. Here we are. That's so, a good name for our spoiler part of the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to spoiler, spoiler town. town. Come take a seat in our spoiler spoiler saloon trailer park with a saloon, I guess. The spoil the spoiler saloon. Yeah. We're here to serve you. Howdy, partner. Yeah, howdy there. <laughs> it's an old time West town. Yeah. Welcome spoiler to the saloon. Town. So uh the movie starts out. Uh the Joker is not the Joker yet. His name is Arthur Fleck, and he is a like clown for hire oh yeah at some sort of clown agency and he has the shit kicked out of him by a bunch of teenagers uh and that's i guess introducing the idea that gotham has a garbage strike 
uh, crime is on the rise because no one's doing anything. Everyone's an asshole now. Absolutely. And this is our introduction into like the world is terrible. We live in a society, folks. <laughs> and then in big letters. Yeah. Joker. Joker. Over the full screen. Yeah. I did appreciate sort of the old timey nature of the opening credits yeah. and the the uh, um, style card. So, yeah, it was it was nicely styled in that sense, although it doesn't necessarily carry that feel through the entirety of the movie. Uh, but yeah, so the thing that comes to mind first is Joker is certifiably an insane person. Yeah. That, uh, which is an interesting because like, dark yeah. Knight Joker. I knew he was crazy, but I didn't think he was like on meds. He's, he's more of an anarchist in the dark Knight. Yeah. Like Christopher Nolan would describe him as like a punk rock anarchist in that movie. Uh, but yeah, we don't, we're never given that like he needs meds or mental help. And so I'm of two minds with this because on the one hand, like, yeah, Joker as a character probably has some sort of mental illness. On the other hand, it's almost like the movie is trying to say that having that mental illness inherently makes you violent unless you take your medicine or something like that. It's, it's one of the many messages this movie tries to send yeah, I mean, that are very muddled. The whole That's one of the biggest complaints I have about the movie is there, it's very bad at deciding what it, wanted, what mm-hmm. it wants its main message to be. It yeah. has a bunch of little messages, mm-hmm. but it's not, I don't even think it's 100% sure they want that to be the message. It, a message it just sits in the middle so much, I feel like, yeah. in that on the one hand, you have him being like, the one thing about or the bad thing about having mental mental illness is people expect you to act like you don't. And then on the other hand, for Joker, him acting not like he has a mental illness means not murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> so are you like, what are you trying to say here with this plot line of like he's and he has the compulsive laughing, which I thought was interesting. Um it's it's just strange and it's again like hard to talk about because it never gives us enough to really latch on to. Yeah. And it's very cuz they don't yeah, they don't say like specifically what the hell's wrong with mm-hmm. this man. And then they have the I the deal with the funding for mental health gets cut throughout all of yeah. Gotham, so people like him are no longer able to get their medicine or therapy or Which anything a, like a that. A lot of people are taking as a message, like, stop cutting funding for this or whatever, yeah. but it also didn't explicitly feel like a message. The <laughs> issue with that is that we never get a sense of who did that or who we should be yeah. upset with, because the whole thing is Thomas Wayne is almost the antagonist of this movie, but Thomas Wayne doesn't do anything inherently bad or illogical in my opinion like because he's not mayor yet he's only running for mayor Mm -hmm. so whoever is mayor at the time is the person who decided to cut that mental health funding and we never see them yeah and we have no idea like who or what group of people were involved with that decision and so it's it's weird that they seem to portray thomas wayne specifically in this negative light even though he has nothing to do with like joker's terrible life yeah that's the other weird part because at at times it feels like the movie is like joker's pretty badass right Mm. or like look joker makes a good point 
And yeah. I think Thomas Wayne is the biggest like thing in the movie that is trying to say, look, Joker's making a good point because Thomas Wayne, they just like have him be an asshole sometimes talk about like the rich and stuff, I guess. Yeah. And so it gets into its other message, essentially. So we'll get to the point on the subway, right? Yeah. So there are these three drunk assholes on the subway and they're harassing this one woman uh, Joker just lost his job because he dropped his gun at the children's hospital, which I genuinely thought was yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the dude who sold him the gun ratted him out, uh, which is like fucked up. So he's on the subway. The harassers are harassing this woman. And because he has this compulsive laughing issue, he just starts to laugh because he's nervous. And then the one of them starts singing a show tune about a clown <sighs> And I was like, is this really what a a Wall Street drunken man would do if he saw a crazy person laughing on There's, the subway? Okay, so this, this is a, there are some moments in this movie that I'm just like, this is trying so hard to be like an indie movie. Oh, absolutely. Right yeah. That was one of them. Any moment where they just had like Joker doing something weird for like, like his dancing. a minute, yeah. I would just be like, this is trying so hard right now, it feels like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, so that was another weird moment where he's singing. I'm just like, what is this? And he's singing, but not only that, the sound design in that scene is so loud because the subway cars are screeching and there are trains passing by. You can barely yeah. hear what he's singing. Oh, yeah. And Joker's laughing. So I'm like, am I supposed to be picking up on symbolism in this song or what's why is he singing? <laughs> And the it doesn't matter because he clowns. I yeah, guess, it was so. bring in the clown was yeah. the big line because he was dressed like a clown, I guess. Yeah. And when you see a guy, a crazy person on the subway, your first thought is, I'm going to sing about what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a clown. Yeah. And I know a song about All a right. clown. I, I remember my old show tunes about clowns. <laughs> I'm going to sing it to yeah. him. That'll really mess with him. Oh, yeah. So they start beating him up and then Joker shoots them to death in his first like <laughs> real act of violence. Yeah. And you almost get the sense of like, okay, maybe this is self-defense. I mean, it's clearly self-defense, yeah. but he kills the first two dudes. And then the third dude just starts running away. And, oh, someone actually slipped a note under the door. Is that leftover pizza slash can I have a slice of it? If so, do you want any more pizza, BB? No, I'm good. I have one slice, Neil. Yeah. Was that the Joker? Was that Todd Phillips? (laughs) Is Todd Phillips eating our pizza? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Shit. Uh, Uh, Where were we? Subway. He shoots the dudes. The third dude is, like, trying to get away desperately. He got shot in the foot or something. And, yeah, Joker kills him in cold blood. Just straight executes him. Boom, boom. Gun. And then we get the strange scene where he runs into a public restroom and starts dancing. Yeah, this is another indie movie moment. Yeah. Hashtag indie movie movements. And so I guess the idea with that is this is his first moment of clarity or freedom or something. Like yeah. murder has awoken something in the Joker. <laughs> I have been awoken. This it's just, um, yeah. I can't, I get, this just reminds me so much of Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Like all these moments, the more I think about it, it's just so Taxi Driver. Yeah. Scorzy. Mar- Marty Scores. Old Marty Scores. Won't watch Marvel movies. <laughs> They're so not. They just copy him. Yeah. He's upset Marvel movies aren't three and a half hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Make them longer. What yeah. about Endgame? Come on, guys. How long is Endgame? Two it's like half? three hours and two minutes or something. Uh, okay. Still not the Irishman. Give me, give me a half. Give me another half give hour. Give me that extra 30 minutes. <laughs> 
Come on, that's not cinema. Oh, baby, I'm so excited for the Irishman. Despite oh, its man. length, it's crazy how, yeah. how hype I'm getting <laughs> for the Irishman. Yeah, yeah. I'm just excited for Joe Pesci. Yeah. If Joe Pesci was in the Joker and he was like, "What do you think? I'm a clown?" And then the Joker's like, "No, you think I'm a clown?" And then they, <laughs> they just, just go back and forth. They yeah. have that argument the whole time. No, yeah. you think I'm a clown? The last thirty minutes of the movie. <laughs> no, I'm the clown. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, the the dancing scene was just really strange i understood what he was going for but the whole thing was his descent into madness just felt weird because they had this context of mental illness around it Mm -hmm. um and that he finally felt in control and free and he's dancing almost like as a a celebration or a victory lap over murdering these three dudes and uh, hold on Oh, no. John, has that has that button in the middle of the table always been there? No, no, did that just really appear. Yeah, that button it came, yeah, just the came. big red button That's in the middle really of the table. Weird. That's really huh. weird. Should, do you think I should press it? Probably. Yeah, I guess I guess I'll press it. Oh my God! C- confetti! What? Oh wow! Oh and flashing God. lights. Look Are we on the, the cash cab? What? In the cash no, cab? This isn't a cab, but it's <laughs> wow! Oh, and look, cash descending room. from the ceiling. What oh, what's that? this? It's a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper. Oh, it's a critic's corner. I, it's, it's the, the, the critic's corner Joker button. Review? In the middle of our Joker review. <laughs> what? I can't believe that we <laughs> we were so lucky as to enter the critic's corner button room. That's insane. Wow. Well, I better. Oh, wow. Awesome. I, read it. I better read it. Yeah. Uh, here's what's interesting about this week's critic's corner is it's actually two critic's corners. Oh, no. <laughs> See, here's what's happening right now on the internet is uh, Joker is getting pretty mixed critical reception. Mm-hmm. It's sitting at about a 58 critic review on Metacritic, and it is about a 9.1 user review on Metacritic. Ooh. There are about 1,500 more user reviews than critic <laughs> reviews. Of course. Um, Not that many critics in the world. But I thought in fairness, since we're kind of in the middle on this movie, I would say, we've been talking kind of negatively about it. We should talk about Joaquin Phoenix's performance at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. But I thought in all fairness, maybe we do a 1 out of 10 review and a 10 out of 10 review. Yeah, give them both. Let's get both perspectives Do it. on, on every, what everyone thinks because we're here to serve the people. Critics Corner takes no sides. Screw you, critics. Yeah. Or maybe I agree with you, critics. <laughs> I don't know. Who's to say? Are you going to give my movies I like a good review? I think we're going to start with uh, our 10 out of 10 review. 10 out of 10. This man is going against the grain. He says the critics are no good. No good. Critics should die. We should hang critics. Yeah. Critics are part of society. <laughs> and if we get rid <laughs> of society. I'm not a part of society. I've, what I've learned in The Joker is that all of society is bad. Yeah. So Cancel uh, society. Society's been canceled, much like all these comedy specials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can't be funny. Can't have a society anymore. <laughs> So this 10 out of 10 review comes from El Chico Carbon. <laughs> El Chico Carbon. El Chico. Is that like the girl car the girl carbon? No. Chico. It's the boy carbon, right? Chico's boy? Yeah, Chico L L is masculine as well. Oh yeah, yeah. true. It's not La Chica Carbon. Ah. That's his sister. Oh. The boy carbon. Yeah. El Chico Carbon says 
to anyone who don't like the movie or thing it is dangerous to society, I want to say you that or you are stupid or haven't understood the movie. Okay, That's one so hell of a first sentence. calling us stupid. Oh, yeah, we're dumb because we don't understand the movie is the thing. <laughs> Did he? Okay, but he's smart. Yeah, this guy's smart and he's telling us. Okay. This is the best comic-based film ever, and Joaquin Phoenix is splendorous in this film. 10 out of 10. He's splendorous. He's splendorous in this film, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> wow. You know, what's really striking to me most in this Critics Corner is the, the horrible spelling and grammar in the first sentence. He spells Joaquin Phoenix perfectly. <laughs> and then says splendorous. Yeah, and then says splendorous. <laughs> uh, so El Chico Carbon really just sticking it to the critics. Yeah, honestly, I don't know why, like... IndieWire, New York Times, hire El Chico Carbon. Yeah. He's the real critic. Get him in your movie review department. <laughs> He's our real critic. And yeah, that's the thing is, I will say, a lot of people going in, I think, assume this movie was going to be very incel forward, mm-hmm. and it ultimately was not. Yeah. Uh, because, like I said, this movie kind of refuses to take a side on anything. Mm-hmm. So I guess not as dangerous, but I think the idea is that more of the idea of the Joker is what was getting people worried. Yeah. Um, but El Chico Carbon doesn't agree. This movie is not dangerous to society. And he want to say you that or you are stupid or you haven't understood the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to underst- understood the movie. If you understood the movie, you know it not be dangerous to society. Yeah. And if you didn't understood the movie, well, well you're stupid. Here you are. Welcome to Stupid Town. Welcome, welcome to right Stupid next Town. to Spoiler Town. Yeah. <laughs> so this next review, one out of ten, our one out of ten review, <laughs> is a little bit telling. Yeah. I I have a feeling this may be this person's first review on Metacritic. Okay. <laughs> and I think you're gonna find out why real quick. Yeah. This review comes from Joker Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's username. Joker sucks. No, no, no. This is definitely an old user. Yeah, do you think this guy's been around for years? <laughs> he has been there since the first Joker yeah, showed up in like the first the movie. 1989 Batman yeah. movie. He's like, I hate the Joker. I hate this guy. And now finally this movie has come out and he's like, yes, I can do another one. <laughs> it sucks. So Joker Sucks says... I want to know which movie all these users went to because this movie sucked royally. I would have rather sat in my car outside the movie theater for 2.5 hours staring at a bush. It's important to note the movie Joker is two hours hours and two minutes. (laughs) So this man would willingly spend an extra half hour <laughs> staring, at a, staring at a bush then watch this movie. While the credits roll. I love to imagine he like drops his friends off at the theater and be like, all right, I'm going to be right here staring at the bush. <laughs> they and get they, back. They all get out of the movie and they're like, all right, let's head home. And he's like, no. <laughs> an extra half hour. There's an extra half hour bush time. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Joaquin Phoenix did a good job being a nut job, but that's as far as that goes. I wish I could get my $75 back along with the time. Wait. <laughs> that confused me as well, but it makes more sense when we get through it. He, that he this, has kids or something. I do like the idea, though, that this man like was tricked into spending $75. <laughs> it's going to be $75 for one yeah. ticket. He's he like, goes to really? the stand and he's like, oh, man, I haven't been to a movie in forever. How, <laughs> how much, much are tickets? Now? How much for a Joker ticket? And the cashier's like, 75 <laughs> It's like, What? Whoa, man, inflation is crazy. (laughs) Uh, He goes on to say, 
I feel like a poor yeah, I feel like a poor excuse for a father after subjecting my teenage Oh. Let's start the sentence over again. Okay. I feel like a poor excuse of a father after subjecting my teenage such to such a shit factory of a flick. Little, <laughs> little misspelling there. Teenage uh, such. Yeah. Damn you rave cinema for not having three seats together for it. Chapter two. Damn you to hell. (laughs) Well, uh, rave cinema (laughs) Joker, in my opinion, is a little better than it. Chapter two. Yeah. Well, he went to the wrong spooky clown movie. Yeah. (laughs) So many clowns are so hot. Yeah. I mean, the other spooky clown, he screams. He does little (laughs) dances. Not once does Joaquin Phoenix turn into a big spider monster. I will say that. The It Clown um, is funnier than the Joker. Oh, yeah. The It Clown makes real jokes. Yeah, and he's a real funny guy. I laughed yeah. at him many times to the point where I was mm-hmm. like, I kind of want him to win. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. He's funny. I think what we're discovering is that Ip Chapter 2 is kind of like the anti-Joker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, I forget what it was. When Alita Battle Angel came out, there was this <laughs> online movement of everyone saying... Like, don't watch this one movie. Go watch Alita Battle Angel instead. (laughs) I can't remember what movie they were protesting, though. It was all these diehard fans of Alita Battle Angel. I hate those. And they were like, fuck that other movie. Go see Alita Battle Angel. (laughs) Alita Battle Angel. It's got to be number one at the box office. Yes. (laughs) So that's what we have to do with Joker now is we have to start a Twitter campaign being like, go see It Chapter 2. Joker, it's the better clown movie. (laughs) The clown movie wars have begun. (laughs) It Chapter 3 will be better than Joker 2, I swear. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So Joker sucks. Yeah. Uh, delivering us the phrase shit factory of a flick. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's a classic. Um, should I read the, my reviews that I liked? Uh, oh, you want to jump in on critics corner? I mean, they were just a couple of funny reviews. I mean, you got to hit the button if you're going to do that review. Oh, you hit the button. Whoa, the lights and the sound. Oh my God. All right. What what are the reviews you got? (laughs) There's just like a couple. They're not that they're not critics corner worthy. Mm -hmm. Um, critics corner junior. One of them I sent to BB mm-hmm. that was just pretty bad. I didn't get killed, though. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, another one is a movie that has seen movies I'd rather be watching. I saw that one, too. That's pretty good. I like that one. Um, one. <laughs> did you see the one that was the um, what's the guy from Watchmen? The main Rorschach? guy. Rorschach. Did you see the Rorschach joke review? No. Here. Um, man goes to doctor, says he's depressed, says life seems harsh and cruel, says he feels all alone in a threatening world. What lies ahead is vague and uncertain. Doctor says treatment is simple. Great clown Pagliacci Pagliacci is in town tonight. Go and see him. That should pick you up. Man bursts into tears, says, but doctor, we live in a society. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Oh, man. Um, And then there's one more, um, which I think encapsulates my... (laughs) Hatred toward the film right now is just I'm mad that people like it so much. Mm-hmm. But um, the review is was going to give this two stars because there were a few threads in the first half I actually kind of liked before they were bogged down in the second half. But as soon as the movie ended, this one guy stood up and did a standing ovation for a full minute like it was the greatest movie ever made. And you know what? <laughs> that docks it down a half a star. Sorry, I don't make the rules. <laughs> 
I should have done that at my screening. <laughs> just jumped up and like, yes, <laughs> yes, Joker, yes. <laughs> For a what? full minute, like people, Encore! Are, people are trying to get out of the row and I'm just blocking them. <laughs> You're purposely boxing people yeah. out all of a sudden. No, you clap too. Everyone clap. clap. You, these people in a good movie, they, they deserve near your clap. Tom Phillips, you did it. You did it, Todd. <laughs> you did it. Todd, this is such a good sequel to The Hangover. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so where were we? Um, he, oh, yeah, there was one thing murder. I want to say about his laugh in the bathroom. Right. Because you said, what did I, oh, I wanted to say that there are some points in this film where this where it feels seventh grade woke. Oh, yeah. Where it's like I'm a 14 seventh this grader would be yeah. like, this is deep. Mm-hmm. This is pretty deep, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, so the dancing scene might be that. I mean, uh, <laughs> this is where we get into sort of my biggest issue with the film, which is its portrayal of classism. It's very clearly trying to say something. <laughs> Todd Phillips was out there, and he's like, I'm going to say something. <laughs> and it just never... Like the thought is never finished. What did he say? <laughs> I don't so know what he's saying. What's happening is he kills those three dudes on the subway. It turns out they were all like Wall Street stockbroker types. Worked uh, for Wayne. One of them, maybe all of them. I think they for all Wayne? worked for Wayne Enterprises yeah. or something. Yeah. So they're murdered, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, "I guess this means it's poor versus rich class warfare." <laughs> That's what this is. Of course. Like three murders that no one really knows the the full story of other than like there was a clown involved. And he didn't even like, I don't even think he knew they were like rich. Yeah. <laughs> he just killed them. Yeah. He had no assholes. idea. And so the Thomas Wayne goes on TV and calls like people clowns who are trying to like, you know, or who are saying kill the rich or whatever. And so that prompts all the poor people who are protesting to put on clown masks and do these demonstrations. And what's weird to me is that you now have this rich versus poor kind of storyline under the surface of the movie, which is more about the character. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we don't really get like what side should we be on or, and I know the movie is essentially taking this centrist view of, oh no, they're both bad. They're all bad. Everybody. But bad. I just like Bruce are is the they? only Bruce is the only person I like in this movie. I I don't even know if I liked <laughs> him is the thing. So you have and here's where I think it fails by saying that they're all bad, is that I don't think the rich people were really portrayed as that bad. <laughs> I yeah, I the, the the clowns were much worse. So yeah, that's the thing, is you have all these poor people doing these big demonstrations who are very clearly willing to resort to violence. Oh, yeah, they're very violent people. Who, like, even at that first protest outside of the theater, they're, like, fighting cops, yeah. they're throwing people around, they're, like, burning stuff, and they're all dressed as clowns, which part of me feels like maybe Todd Phillips was trying to say something about, like, an Antifa or, a, a like, a far-left, thing like oh aren't these see these people are clowns that's like my (laughs) subtext or something but i don't at the same time i don't think the movie's that deep like i don't think that much thought was put into it so you have all these protesters who are willing to be violent and then all these rich people who are inside the theater laughing at an old movie modern times charlie chaplin Mm -hmm. and before this point the joker has gone to way matter which we'll get to um but more clearly to my point 
Joker confronts Thomas Wayne in a bathroom and is trying to be like, oh, you're my my father. My mother worked for you and she had an affair and you're my father. And Thomas Wayne is straight up like, no, I'm not. And there's evidence to prove that I'm not. Your mother's crazy. And immediately the mystery is taken out of that storyline. And then Thomas punches him because he starts laughing in his face and he doesn't know that the Joker has compulsive laughing issues. Yeah. And he says, touch my son again and I'll kill you. And I'm like, that's not like an, a crazy overreaction. If some weirdo showed up to my house and started like fucking with my son in the driveway, yeah. like I'd be pissed. Yeah, exactly. I'd probably want to punch <laughs> that guy. Yeah. And again, Thomas Wayne, as far as we can tell, isn't the cause of this society's issues because he hasn't been given any political power yet. Yeah. He does kind of talk and act like a politician, but that doesn't make him inherently bad. And so him just like punching the Joker or being like, I want to help the poor people of this city. Like they can't see it, but I'm really trying to help them. Yeah. It would be different if we had a scene where he's like, actually I'm going to cut funding to the poor people. (laughs) Exactly. But instead he's, like he seems rational and logical and on the other side are all these crazy violent people who are charging the streets. And so it's like, what are you trying to say? Todd Phillips? Uh, Yeah. I think a lot of people have like, I've talked to some people who think that's a a positive of the movie Mm -hmm. that it never takes a side, that it's always like muddled on who's good and who's bad. But I'm with you. I I think it was not a strength of the movie. It's, like you got to yeah. you got to be confident in whatever you're trying to say. You can't just like There has to be a message ultimately. Yeah. And that plotline clearly wanted to say something and ultimately all it said was we live in a society. <laughs> That's literally what it is. It's just, "Hey, isn't it crazy how there are poor people and rich people at the same time. What? I bet the poor people are pretty angry about that. Yeah. And I bet the rich people don't really care. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, but what about it? I'm living real life. I don't need to see this movie. Yeah, we live. I get it, Todd. We live in a society, but there's no solution presented. There's no resolution to this arc. It's just there. Yeah. So I think it's an issue. I think they, yeah. I, I think it's poor right it's poor writing, but there are just so many messages you like, oh he's gonna latch onto this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's gonna latch onto this yeah. one. Yeah. But he doesn't latch onto any of them. And ultimately, like Joker says it at the end, he's like, I don't have an opinion on anything. I don't Exactly. Murray asks him, like, are you part of these clown protests? And he's like, No, I don't give a shit about anything. Exactly. Like, and so in a sense, that is a very Joker thing to say, but at the very least, like Dark Knight Joker he had a clear goal and a clear want. He wants chaos. Exactly. And it wasn't because he didn't care. He clearly cared a lot because he was pulling off these huge, insane schemes to take down Batman, to prove that everyone is bad at their core. And this Joker, like, I don't even know if this Joker is necessarily bad at his core. He's just insane, which is, why the mental health message also gets muddled. So, yeah, I, you could have, I think a big improvement to this movie is if you get rid, like if they had something more to say about the mental health thing mm-hmm. and cutting funds to, for, to that. Yeah. And that they made that their main message, then keep it. But if you're going to like, I think you kind of make the character of Joker a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. If you're just like, oh, he's mentally ill. 
Yeah, he's mentally ill, and because he's off his meds, now he's like raring and ready to be violent and yeah. kill people. He's just insane, and that's and because I agree with you that I think the Dark Knight Joker is a lot better as a character because mm-hmm. he's just like chaos. Also, yeah. one of the main things I love about the Dark Knight Joker and just Joker in general and Batman is the question of like, does Joker exist if Batman doesn't exist? Yeah. And what's funny is this movie reverses that. And it says, does Batman exist? Batman only exists because (laughs) Because Joker Joker exists. exists. Yeah. Um, Which is an awful, (laughs) which is an awful. I don't know. I think it's, I think that was kind of interesting, but ultimately another issue with the movie is I felt if, Batman or literally anyone were there to challenge him because he goes unchallenged for this entire movie. Exactly. Like obviously life and society challenge <laughs> him, but there's no clear antagonist and there's no clear like reverse or match to any ideology that he forms because he has no ideology. And so Batman not being there again sort of contributes to the shallowness of all of this movie's messaging and plot points it it just sort of rings hollow ultimately. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Positives of this movie. Should we go into positives? Yeah, we haven't covered all of the plot, but let's let's talk about Joaquin. Yes, Joaquin. Yeah, that guy, this guy's really good. He's very good. So ultimately, like the reason I bought into this movie and ultimately came out slightly positive on it was because his performance in every aspect was just so like in it. He was just in every moment. I completely bought his, that he was crazy. His laugh was so convincing. I really love the scene where he's in the comedy club and the guy's telling jokes and everyone's laughing and he's he's always laughing at like slightly the wrong time. Like he doesn't really understand what comedy is and he's writing down notes in his book. Mm -hmm. His hand or his like spelling is all terrible. That was great. That is a great scene. That's a great moment. Um, And yeah, you just like totally buy it. Like this dude wants to be a comedian, but he doesn't really know what comedy is. Uh, And then ultimately I guess he decides comedy is murder. Um, (laughs) Yep. But yeah, I I thought that sold it really well. Um, Really anything where he was just crazy or just his descent, I feel like, was so believable and felt so natural because of the way Joaquin Phoenix portrayed it. Yeah, I think the laughs, the uncontrollable laughter he nailed. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think on paper, that sounds weird to me. Yeah, it is a real thing. Oh, really? He studied videos of like mental patients who had that condition specifically Mm. where they would laugh uncontrollably. And that was his inspiration for that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know it was a real thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. On paper, that's weird way to explain Joker's laugh sometimes to me, but I think he nailed it. Yeah. Well, what's funny is it like goes away. Yeah. At at the end of the movie (laughs) after he's off his meds, because he would only laugh really when he was nervous in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end, he's not really laughing at all because he's not really, Nervous, nervous at all he's confident which is weird because at that point he is the joker and now he's not laughing anymore <laughs> <laughs> no more laughs yeah um, but of course in the dark night he starts laughing again if you treat this as a true prequel oh you can't though <laughs> it's literally impossible <laughs> yeah true because theoretically you know if this joker were to come back which he's almost certainly not going to 
he would be somewhere between 50 and 60 years old yeah. by the time Batman even just showed back up in Gotham. Yeah. So, um, and also weird. he wouldn't be Batman. He would be clown man because he would definitely be afraid of clowns. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> he comes back to Gotham and he's like, Alfred, I, I have to become what I fear most. And be like, oh, bats, sir? You're like, no, clowns. <laughs> they killed my parents. The clown so literally course. murdered my parents in front of me. <laughs> so, of course, they're, they're, I, yeah. that's my biggest fear. I'm clown man. Yeah, <laughs> clown man. <laughs> clown man and the Joker, mortal enemies. <laughs> the Joker's like, you kind of are stealing my shtick Come here. Come on, man. Like, you couldn't have your own thing? <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, his... His, and I think in the last act, like you were saying, is where the movie really comes alive and moves away from all of its sort of half-acid <laughs> f- philosophical yeah. statements and where you just really get into that nitty gritty of, oh, this is why he is the way he is and this is what he's out here to do. And why I love the character of Joker mm-hmm. in general across all media. Yeah, because <laughs> I'll say in that scene, in the final scene when he's on the talk show, that felt like the Joker. Yeah. Like I would, that scene immediately made me be like, I want to watch the Dark Knight again. Like, mm-hmm. cause that scene is, that scene's like basically every scene with the Joker in it from the Dark Knight. Yeah. You just like, you're scared of what he's going to do. You're yeah. Like, What's he going to do? You're terrified. And it's so funny because, you know, the people in real life don't really know who he is or mm-hmm. not in real life, but in the, in the yeah, like reality of the movie, they don't know who he is. So he's. He's like, oh, yeah, I killed those three guys. They sucked, so I killed them, which I'm like, that's a Joker thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's making these jokes that are just not funny, oh, and everyone yeah. boos him, yeah. <laughs> and he's having a great time because he's like, yeah, I'm just here to do a murder, uh, <laughs> and that's going to be hilarious. Yeah, exactly. So there is a comic book parallel to that scene. Yeah. In The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Joker goes on a talk show, but in that reality, Joker had been around for a long time, and there's this psychiatrist who sort of takes credit for curing the Joker. So he's like, I'm the greatest psychiatrist of all time. I cracked this nut. Like the Joker's a regular member of society now. I I did it. And so they go on to this talk show, and in the animated movie, the talk show host is voiced by Conan O'Brien, which is pretty great. Oh, nice. Uh, And the Joker's just sitting there in the chair, and the talk show host is saying, oh, so that's really it? You're, You're cured? You're not the Joker anymore? And he's like... Yeah, yeah, I guess not. And the psychiatrist immediately interrupts him. He's like, I did it. Like, he's a regular man. We we don't even have to talk about all the crimes he's done. He's reformed everything. And the talk show host is like, so how do you feel about that? And he's like, "Mm, pretty good. I'm probably going to kill everyone in this theater. And then he throws these Joker toxin bombs into the theater and literally kills all of them. And he slashes the... uh, his psychiatrist's throat with like a broken mug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was going into that scene. I was kind of expecting something a little bit uh, bigger than just him shooting Robert yeah. De Niro in the head, which worked, yeah. but it was, you know, again, it goes with the thing of because he has no ideology, him killing everyone in the theater wouldn't have made sense for this movie because he's not really there to make a statement. In reality, he wasn't there to really do anything other than, ki- than to kill himself. Yeah. Which, it's never really made clear why he doesn't. He just sort of has a realization in the middle of his speech. Like, Oh, I shouldn't kill myself. I'll kill this guy. Yeah. Cause I hate him and I've hated everyone else that I've killed. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the main branch. I feel like for this Joker is he's not trying to make any statement about society. He's not trying to do anything other than just 
be a murderer of people he doesn't like. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, that scene, definitely my favorite of the movie, the mm-hmm. talk show scene. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Even just like before the show, when he's talking to Robert De Niro's character and everything, just mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, what's it going to do? Yeah, and Robert De Niro's being so nice to him. Yeah, exactly. Robert, Mark Maron's there okay. being a dick. <laughs> yeah. Robert De Niro was good in this movie. Yeah. Too. Um, he didn't have a ton to do, but I mean. And soon he'll be irishman yeah he's gonna go <laughs> the sequel to this movie the irishman where he wakes up after being shot in the head <gasps> oh my god where am i ireland <laughs> yeah i'm certain the irishman will take place in ireland <laughs> of course it always does um yeah i, I like that part a lot after that i was fine with yeah it it Nothing felt very it felt very batman mm-hmm. like he whipped everyone up into a frenzy Essentially, everyone on the streets was still going with this narrative that the Joker is anti-rich, which he doesn't really say on TV, <laughs> yeah, but he did kill a rich guy. So, so yeah, I, I guess, guess he is. I guess. And Joker's like, I, I guess I will be. These guys are. Yeah, well, they all love they him. They love me. And he finally gets what he wants. He, yeah. he gets the standing ovation, the, the adoring fans that he's always wanted. And he finally lives in a society. Yeah. And you know, arguably is destroying that society <laughs> um, by killing Thomas Wayne, who probably would have been a pretty good mayor. If I'm being honest, like you probably would have fixed a lot of shit. Yeah. And so by that being a consequence of Joker's uh, tirade, he kind of only made things worse. Should they have made it someone that wasn't Thomas Wayne? Because I think all of us are going in like, I like the Wayne family. Well, here's the thing is I think the only reason the Wayne family was in there at all was just for name recognition. Yeah. Ultimately, the Thomas Wayne storyline had nothing to do with the movie. You could take that out pretty much entirely or even just change his name and it's still the same movie. And all they did was all they did was piss me off when they were like, the Joker might be half brothers with the with the Batman. See, that's like (laughs) that's some comic book bullshit. Oh, yeah. Which I think they've done before. But it is one of those things where you're like, oh, are they really going to make Joker Batman's brother? Just like, oh, my fucking God. Are you serious right now? So I liked I ultimately liked when they sort of retcon that they still leave a little bit of mystery to it. Like he could be. It's not enough. Like, I'm fairly convinced. It's also me just not wanting that to be true because that's so lame. If if that was true, I would dock at some stars. Yeah. More stars. (laughs) Um, It's that's kind of a parallel to a Batman arc called Court of Owls in which there's a guy who believes he's Bruce Wayne's half brother and mm. sort of hates the Wayne family because of that. But that also ends with like, eh, it's probably not, but he really <laughs> believed it. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was, it was that thing of like, I don't think the Thomas Wayne story arc was entirely necessary, especially because it played into that classism theme that never really went anywhere. Yeah. It's because, like, they could have gone one way or the other. Like, have Thomas Wayne be certifiably a good dude. And when he shits on the Joker, it's because he's just angry at the Joker. Because ultimately, the Joker isn't angry at Thomas Wayne specifically. He's angry at the situation. So, I don't, yeah. I don't even know exactly what I'm saying with this. But <laughs> the idea <laughs> is that I just wanted something a little bit more like Todd Phillips wanted to make a big boy movie. <laughs> Todd Phillips went out there and he said, I'm going to make a big boy movie and it's just going to be disguised as a comic book movie yeah. because, you know, 
the the source material defines what a movie is, right? Mm-hmm. If your movie is based off of a comic book, obviously it can't be elevated. You're just stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh or at least maybe Todd Phillips believes that. That's what Scorsese saying. Yeah. And Todd Phillips clearly likes Scorsese with how much he loves Taxi Driver. Absolutely. Uh, the Red Letter Media Review I watched last night, and I agreed a lot with Jay on that. He brings up a lot of things that I've been saying. Um, but he said the movie felt like Baby's First Taxi Driver, <laughs> um, which I think is a fair analysis. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's ultimately Todd Phillips wanted to make a big boy movie. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to advertise this movie as your taxi drivers, your very serious, very raw movie, then you have to expect people are going to criticize it like a big boy. Exactly. We're going to bring it on our podcast and break it down. If we're talking about fast and furious, I'm going to be like, yeah, who? sure. Vin Diesel and the rocker brothers. Now, uh, like they just drove a car over the ocean and now they're in Europe. Fine. But the Fast and the Furious doesn't have a director going out being like, <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> I know how to make the comic book movies, the real movies. I'm going to do it. So oh. that's, again, that's an outside factor. Ultimately, I don't know if I should be holding that against the movie itself. Yeah, maybe not. But it's just, it was ultimately just frustrating. I don't care what he is saying. Like, I can tell that he was trying to make this. Yeah. Like, and I could tell like that this was just like, I also felt like this could have just not been about the Joker. Like, mm-hmm. it well, felt that's hundred percent true. Yeah. I felt like at points I was like, does this need to be about the Joker? Is that just like a marketing thing at this yeah. point? I mean, ultimately it's an interpretation of the character, which is fine because mm-hmm. that's what you do with Batman and the Joker, especially of all like superheroes out there. Like those guys are the ones who are going to be adapted the most. Yeah. Um, So that's fine. But yeah, ultimately it didn't have to be a Joker movie. You know, the like I can only imagine a Batman movie where the worst thing the Joker does is shoot like five people. (laughs) Could you imagine if in the dark night, the Joker's his biggest crime is five murders. (laughs) Everyone's like, this guy's insane. Oh my God. A menace to Gotham. (laughs) And that's the thing is he unwittingly sort of, creates this dark era for Gotham. He doesn't even mean to. Um, He's just sort of there as this like unknowing catalyst. Um, I saw this movie almost described as less of a Joker origin movie and more of a Gotham origin movie where you see how the city falls so low and becomes so dark that they would actually be willing to like look to a bat yeah, man exactly. to solve their yeah. problems. Like that. this is the, maybe even deeper, the origin of Batman. Well, yeah, we <laughs> see that at the end. They, they make <laughs> yeah. no mistake about that. Yeah. Can we talk really quick about Bruce Wayne? Okay. What did you like about Bruce Wayne? He had no emotion. <laughs> did Nothing. he say a word? He said that a couple he things, says, right? No, I don't think he says anything. I think he said something to the Joker. Maybe. I think he responded to one of the Joker's questions. Maybe. maybe. Everything, that kid is completely stone-faced. Both of his parents are <laughs> shot Bruce. dead that's in front Bruce. of him. But that's the thing. <laughs> Bruce is like, don't care. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, why would... He's not Batman yet. You can say, okay, Bruce Wayne is a very like stoic man, and he's very serious, which is also something I don't totally agree with. But Batman, you can say, yes, Mm -hmm. he's very serious. He's very stoic. Mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne, alter ego, has sort of a different personality. But as a child, 
He's, he's just a kid. A kid. He yeah. should be like having fun. His, he's a he's a rich kid. His, also, his parents are rich. Like yeah. his life is normal. He's so not just why like is serious? Just like hey, and wouldn't that like, have had more impact? I'm it, wouldn't it have have had more impact if you saw a generally happy child? Yeah, and then it hurts more. Yeah, that's true. When his parents are murdered in yeah. front of him, yeah. instead of just having this stone faced. Like, so they're like I, I don't statue care. of a child, and then even when the parents are killed, he just stands and stares, and I'm, that's it. I'm Bruce. Yeah, I'm Bruce Wayne. Oh man, it's <laughs> oh, it's shoot. almost as if someone told him his parents were going to die at the end yeah. of this movie, <laughs> so just, and so he was like, like hey, he had accepted his fate yeah. already. <laughs> oh, oh, shucks. oh man. Oh, well, stinks. who's going to drive me home? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Standing. That is a good point. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think the cops Alfred's are going to come. come. Obviously, yeah, Alfred's I liked Alfred. I thought the guy who played Alfred did Ooh, a good yeah. job. Alfred. Ah, some dude. Time to go to the cast page again. Yeah. Alfred, 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 Alfred. Come on, where is he? Where is he? Like, where oh, is Alfred? Douglas, Douglas Hodge. Sure. The guy from none of the movies you've ever seen. Nice. Red Sparrow and Robin Hood. <laughs> Two birds. <laughs> Robin Hood directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah. In and 2010. soon you might have Robin in a hood oh. in Batman versus Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. The sequel, the squeak Featuring Robin and the chipmunks <laughs> from, from, from Alvin, Alvin and the, the chipmunks. chipmunks. Yeah. That's where this is going to go. Yes. I would love if that's Todd Phillips's next movie is an Alvin and the chipmunks movie. <laughs> chipmunks, the, the fourth Alvin and the chipmunks. He comes out and he's Todd like, Phillips. you know what guys, I was wrong. You actually can do comedy and woke coach woke culture. So I've decided my next movie is going to be my greatest comedy of all Alvin and the chipmunks Four. just the hangover Four. also it's like <laughs> Alvin and the chipmunks hungover. <laughs> edition we lost alvin oh my god <laughs> we live in a society <laughs> um joker yeah anything else to say? i've i've been ranting like the joker this whole episode yeah it doesn't sound like i'm gonna give this movie three stars spoilers but <laughs> yeah i expected myself to rant more yeah. i have a worse rating me and bb even though we didn't see this movie together yeah. can now see each other's ratings because bb made a letterbox i did follow me on letterboxd it's just my name matt bb uh and mine have i ever plugged it on the show mine's jw george iv mm. Yeah, I'm going to try and keep reviews of everything I watch, or at least for the podcast uh, mm-hmm. from now on. Uh, I always tell myself that I'm going to review every movie I watch, and yeah. then I give up. <laughs> I mean, you watch too many movies yeah, is the thing. And some of them I'm just like, ah, I don't feel like yeah. some of them. I was just like, I was just bored during this movie. I don't. Yeah, not even worth rating. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah, follow us on Letterboxd. But now, yeah, I have a worse rating than you, but yeah. I'm not the one ranting here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's. I have a, my main things I'm ranting about. The main thing I'm pissed about is people like, is that like seventh grade deep mm-hmm. sh- shit? Because a lot of people I've seen just think this is the deepest shit they've ever seen. And yeah. I'm just like, watch a movie. Watch <laughs> hey, a real movie. <laughs> watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> watch. Just go watch. So I saw my girlfriend after we saw Joker, someone posted to Facebook this long thing here, mm-hmm. but I'll just read a little part of it that that okay. made me just be like, I hate this movie right now. I yeah. currently hate Joker because this is so annoying. Oh, yeah. Um, but he just, okay, I'll try it. Maybe I'll read this whole thing because it's kind of hilarious. 
Uh, I remember when I had to watch Fight Club for a college class. It was the first time I had experienced media with that level of violence. Uh oh. I did not grow up playing violent video games, watching violent movies, etc. So watching Fight Club was a total first in college, of course. Mm-hmm. I was given little to no warning going in. I was terribly disturbed to the point of complaining. I felt <laughs> as though my physical and mental state had been assaulted. Watching it made something change in my brain chemistry, an unwelcoming feeling I was utterly unprepared for. I would compare it to drinking, but there was nothing positive about it. (laughs) As opposed to drinking, which we established is sick and awesome, just like Elton John. (laughs) I could understand why some folks would choose to regularly consume such media to achieve a sort of high. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think that was the teenagers smoking in the front row. I think that's why I felt high after the choker. (laughs) But it made me completely and utterly sick. So, so far, this is just a fight club. This is just me being like, man, Fight Club was something. (laughs) I thought it would be impossible for another film to leave me feeling so dot, 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 emotionally wrecked for complete lack of term. And yet, Joker did. I sort of knew what I was in for and tried to be prepared this time, but it still left me feeling terrible. Just terrible. I cannot review this film. It is something that exists. (laughs) (laughs) If I were to describe it, I would say it is the same sensation as being in a car wreck. You get a heightened sense of adrenaline, but in the end, you feel different and terrible with too little time to process what happened and emotions with no place to go. You may choose to watch it, you may, like half of the folks in the theater I was at tonight, choose to walk out. And if you have any takeaway from the film, please let it be to pray for and help in whatever way you can. The sick, the outcast, and all those who needs and hurts may be hidden. I will say I agree that I did feel bad after watching this movie. Like, generally, I just felt gross. <laughs> yeah. Walking out of the movie, I was like, that was uncomfortable. It was not fun. <laughs> like, and I think that was kind of the point. Yeah. I think that's what we were supposed to feel. Um, but, yeah, coming away from that movie and being like, we need to help people with mental health issues. Like, if that's <laughs> what it takes to get you to think that, I mean, jeez. <laughs> like, you have to watch the murder clown movie <laughs> to know that we need to help, like, outcast people and, like, the mentally ill. Wow. I just like that this guy went on Facebook and he was like, this movie was fucking intense. I'm honestly, like, kind of surprised so many, like, you get all these stories of people walking out of Joker because... I think there are only three seriously violent scenes in the movie. And I would say only one of them was grotesque. Yeah. The scissors killing that he does was pretty gross, but the shootings he did were like, there wasn't very much blood. I would say there was almost no blood. Mm -hmm. Like he shoots Robert De Niro point blank in the head and it's just like a hole. Yeah. It's loud and it's shocking, but it's not like gory. So I'm surprised people would be so shocked by that that's the main thing that's the main reason why i don't like this post is it's like fueled me because i was just like people need to see more movies yeah um because that's just like this joker was not 
that disturbing. Yeah, I think ultimately the reason we're getting this is because Joker is such a huge property. Yeah. People are going to go see the comic book movie in theaters because exactly. they have to see it for their friends. So they're like, oh my God. And so is... I guess, yeah, I'd say there's probably a good percentage of these people who've never seen something like this before. And yeah. so to them, this is super deep and affecting. Yeah. And hopefully maybe that motivates them to go see Other more stuff. Here's the thing that I will say is good about this is that uh, so rarely will you get a character study, like very small, low budgets, contained movie that performs number one at the box that's office, true. breaks the all time October opening record. So that's Rated good because hopefully that means that maybe Warner Bros. will be more willing to put more money into stuff like that. Yeah. I'm really honestly excited for this Matt Reeves Batman movie. Because it's being pitched as a '90s noir mystery film, I like. Oh, which I'm sounds such a Robert, awesome! I'm such a huge Robert Pattinson fan right yeah. now. I'm on a Robert Pattinson tear. Um, I love that the guy. If you haven't seen Good Life, <clears throat> so good in that movie. Yeah. Oh my god, completely transforms. So that's that's what I'll say. If there's any net positive to this Joker fiasco, that it's is, that. they're trying something new. Yeah, they're trying something new. It succeeded. Yeah. We can say we're recording this on Monday night after the weekend. It's it's succeeded. blown the box office out of the water, and people are liking it a so, lot. So all those executives up there in Hollywood, maybe they're now going to be like, hey, let's take a chance on you know smaller, more. Yeah serious movies and then maybe instead of todd phillips we get someone who <laughs> we actually, has we convince yeah. scorsese that superhero movies are worth not even it. scorsese we just get someone who has like some semblance yeah. of like an idea or a like real reeves. i think matt thought. reeves is a better director than todd phillips yeah. for sure he's so, the planet of the apes guys or planet of the oh, apes I, guy, right? I loved the last two planet of the apes he's movies. that guy right yeah um yeah i like those i like the planet of the apes trilogy this reason Trilled you a lot. I think Matt Reeves is a better director than Todd Phillips. Get people like him. So, yeah, that's let's end it on a positive note. Yeah. Uh, Joker has opened the door for maybe something that is better and will supersede Joker. And so the next time you go on Facebook and they're talking about how this movie deeply affected them, the movie may have actually earned it. Yeah. Um, I agree. That is a positive. Yeah. Um, yeah, my ending message to that guy who wrote the post is uh, go watch Raw on Netflix. No, don't. You will love it. It's no, not Guy, if you're listening all. to this, do not watch Raw on Netflix. <laughs> I'm taking a fun. hard anti-Raw stance. It is not. You won't be uncomfortable at all. It isn't the most uncomfortable movie I've ever seen. I mean, look, you are, you're on one side. I'm on another side. <laughs> and at the end of the day, all that matters is that a crazy person's going to murder a bunch of people. And we live in a society. Wow. That's beautiful. I can't. It's deep. What I I just said was deep. Yeah. I can't follow that up. Yeah. You end this podcast right now, baby. All right. Stay big, you beautiful boys and girls.